Amen. I didn't hear you. <laughs> you know, this season that we are entering today is called the Holy Ghost Convention. When the Lord spoke to me concerning Christ with Tabernacle, there are some things that are covenants between us and God, which God told us to conduct in this church. And this covenant is unique to Christ's faith tabernacle as an ecclesia. The first thing God said to me was that we should always have Jesus' seminar, where we look into who is Jesus, pre-existent Christ, to Christ's birth, to Christ's life, to Christ's commission, all the works that Jesus did, so that every member of this church would know who Jesus is. And this we do twice or three times in a year, where we look at who Jesus is. The Lord told me really that a, a number of Christians don't know who Christ is. You, they may hear stories about the Bible from Old Testament and stories of various um, people in the Bible, but who is Jesus? What is his teaching? You know, they don't know. And this is the reason why many Christians do not have personal relationship with Christ of whom they speak. So we do observe that as a covenant meeting. The second one is that the Lord said we should conduct Holy Ghost Convention. And Holy Ghost Convention is a time that the Lord said we should look at who is the Holy Spirit. So the whole of this week we are going to be looking at who is the Holy Spirit. It's dedicated to implore, you know, exploring more into the Holy Spirit. I was in a meeting in Leeds yesterday. I'm sure that if you look at the, social, the social media, you will find it posted. The focus of yesterday is Holy Spirit. And I'm going to be talking about that throughout this week. Now, inability of believers to know who Christ is will, will amount to that believer not really knowing who he is. Because your discovery of Jesus reveals who you truly are. Amen? So if a person is a Christian and you don't really know about Jesus, you don't know about the teachings of Jesus, you don't know about the life of Jesus, you are just coming to church, you are far away from what you should really be. Because it is in studying Christ that you know how does Christ reason, what did he promise those who follow him, what are the covenants that he had made, who is, re who is he really, and then you can understand who are you. For you to be able to manifest. Similarly, ignorance of who the Holy Spirit is will result in a powerless Christian. A Christian who will hear the move of God in the lives of others throughout his own life, he will never encounter God. But your continuous knowledge of the Holy Spirit, it means continuous empowerment from God. So this week it is Holy Spirit. Of course, let me say this, and before we could go ahead, <clears throat> in our calendar, we have the uh, convention starting really from tomorrow. Yes? I can hear you. Now, how many of you were in the youth convention? Raise your hand if you're in the youth convention. Now, you remember that the youth convention, second day, we looked at the Holy Spirit, and some people were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
while I was reminded recently that tomorrow is public holiday, is um, is a bank holiday, and I was thinking of starting the Holy Holy Ghost Convention on Tuesday, but I think I will not. Tomorrow will be tarry meeting for people who want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and people who want to receive a gift of the Holy Spirit. So we will gather ourselves here tomorrow at 7 and we will pray till about 8 o'clock and then we will close about 8.30. So if you have never spoken in tongues before and that has been your major desire, you meet me here tomorrow. It is, it's, going to, it's going to be an unusual service. If you are expecting to operate in prophetic, you are designing it, you meet me here tomorrow. It will be 7 o'clock on the spot. I will start to lead that meeting. So that you will receive the power that the Holy Spirit has spoken of. Then on Tuesday, I will start teaching about the Holy Spirit. You know, the greatest concern of Christ on earth is the promise that he made the church while he was going. Look at the book of John chapter 16 verse 12. Jesus said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. And this is where it all begins. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into what? All truth. This is when Jesus was about to leave the world. He said, I have many things to tell you, Jesus said, church, but you can't bear it because you are just flesh and blood. You are not born again yet. You have not received the Holy Spirit yet. He says, but when, I, when he, the spirit of truth comes, and that is the Holy Spirit. He called the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth. Can I have the publication of today, please? If ushers will need to help the one involved, give him the support. I want it distributed because I want to talk about it now. I really expect that you will have received that early today before you came in. There is something about the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this. Jesus said... Holy Spirit is the custodian of all truth. So, if a Christian wants to know any truth, it is the Holy Spirit that gives it to you. He has the custody. Which means that it should not be a burden for anyone born of God to know a truth when he turns his heart to know it. Oh, what is wrong with me? You can know what is wrong with you through the Holy Spirit. Oh, why did this happen to me? You can know why it happened through the Holy Spirit. Oh, what should I do next? You can know what you should do next through the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, I have a problem in my office. I don't know what to, how to handle it. You can understand how to handle it by the Holy Spirit. All truth revealed, either intellectual truth or spiritual truth, comes from the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says... He will reveal to you all truth. Holy Spirit will reveal to us all truth. Now, the next thing that he says is that 
He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Now we can understand that. Anytime Holy Spirit opens his mouth to speak. It is Jesus speaking through him. Yes? Come on now, let's talk. He will not speak by himself. But he will speak what he hears. And then he says, he will tell you what is yet to come. Which is, if there is any mystery in your life that you need to know, is the work of the Holy Spirit to tell you what is yet to come. I was ministering yesterday on the three essential things you need to bat destiny. That is to call destiny from the spiritual realm to manifestation. And I'm going to teach you that very strongly this week. Number one, word of faith. Number two, prophetic declaration. And number three, prophetic utterance. We're going to look at introduction of this at the end of this, my lecture. But if you look at what Jesus said here, Holy Spirit is a guide. And he will guide you into what? All truth. He will not speak of himself, but he will speak what he hears. And then he says, he will reveal to you the future. The future. A Christian should not be wondering what his future will be. When the one who has the custody of it lives inside you. Are we in agreement? Come on now. I'm looking for a job. A Christian should not be confused about a job. Let me give you a testimony I was sharing with her yesterday. In Leeds. I went to minister in a church. Roger Foster's church some years ago. And in that meeting, you know, this uh, church at that time, they were all white church. And in that meeting, there was a woman who had been looking for a job as a PA and never got a job. She had toiled and struggled to the extent of exhaustion. You know, when people are qualified and are looking for a job, the, the longer the year is that you couldn't get a job, the more obsolete your certificate is tending towards. We agree together. Because if you cannot earn a job with your certificate after four or five years, you will be required to go and receipt that same course. Because certainly you will have forgotten many things that you were taught in university or in the career. So the woman is tending towards that. But then on that day, as I was ministering, the Holy Spirit told me that there's a lady here who has been looking for a job. I'm saying that Jesus said the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what is yet to come. Uh, of course, you have been praying, believing God for it. And the woman raised her hand up. And I said to her, you will get a job next week. That is the word of faith. The first one I said was word of knowledge. That somebody is here who is looking for a job and you have told all over the whole place, oh, I regret, I regret, I regret. Then the Holy Spirit spoke that. But when she came to me, I said, you are getting a job next week. But when I said that, she said, really? Hello? You know, somebody is standing before you and God is speaking and he said, really? Of course. There are circumstances in life that a man will get into that your faith will fail you. When you are not in that situation, you don't understand it. Are you with me now? So, her saying really is like, you know, Mary said, Angel said to Mary, you will have a child. I said, I? I? How can I? I'm a virgin. So when she said really, what happened was, 
A challenge to the Holy Spirit will trigger in prophetic utterance. So an utterance was given to me and I said, hear the voice of the Lord. Go to Bitty Tower tomorrow morning, which is Monday, and ask for this name. And I gave him a name of a man in Bitty Tower. Pastor Sidney was with me in that meeting, I think. And I gave him a name of a man in Bitty Tower. And I said, when you get there, ask for this name. Take all your CVs along, okay? And get ready to, to walk. Dress like a person who is ready to be employed. And then she wrote the name down. But that was quite strange to her. Because if we were some other people, they would say, what about if I don't? What about, what about? She never said that. She said, wow, that's interesting. Okay, I will go. And she went the next day. She went the next day because the woman came eventually to CFT come and give testimony. She went the next day. And when she got to be the tower at the gate, she, she pressed the buzzer. And they asked, yes, can I help you? They said, oh, I want to see this person. I have a, an appointment with this person. The moment the name was mentioned, the, the gate opened. She went into the area of this reception. Uh, could you fill the name? You know, they fill the name. So who do you want to see? I mentioned the name. They say, okay, hold the line, hold it for a while. And the, it, uh, people were keen in several lifts. And when one lift came, they took her to the lift. And that, she's the only one who went to that lift. That lift does not stop on any floor. It went straight to the penthouse. She got there. Somebody in the lift received her very, very cordially because of the name she was looking for. Then she came down from the lift. She was telling us, she said that the hospitality and the honor that she received, she began to wonder in her, in her mind, who is this person that I'm going to see? However, she passed through many offices to get to this big office, and they gave her a place to sit down, very cozy environment. She said that I was served with goblets. <laughs> and they asked her, tea or coffee? She said, I have coffee. And so she sat down, and they gave her coffee she was drinking. After drinking the coffee, they said that um, the man inside sent for her to come. When she got in, the man said, oh, please be seated. I was told you want to see me. She said, yes, sir. He said, uh, what is it about? And she said to the man, I was in our church yesterday, and a black man, pastor, told me that Holy Spirit said, I have a job in BT. And the man said, really? And the man said, this is a Caucasian. She's a white lady. She's talking to a white man. A Caucasian man. And she said... <laughs> She said, yes. And he mentioned your name. And then the man said, can I see your CV? She brought her CV out. And the man said, let me tell you this. No man under heaven could know that I have a job for you except God. And the man said, because by procedure, in my position, I do not give jobs out directly. I must go to the HR, instruct the HR and the admin, and the, the HR or whatever will now uh, contact the job center. But for this job, I wanted to pay for myself, and I don't want HR involved. I don't want admin involved. So I personally wrote the spec and sent it to the job center around 30 minutes ago. And it is not possible for job center to hang it now. They will not have put it in 30 minutes. It says at least it would take about an hour plus for them to display it in the job center. So he said, I know that man had not told you this. Mortal man had not told you this, but God. 
Let me help you know something. The man is a child of God. God positioned him there. God positioned him there. And he said to her, when do you want to resume? You know, I say this because I want us to understand, why should we labor to no avail? When we have the one who is the custodian of truth. Why should we try to succeed? When we have the one who designs success and he can tell you the route to it. Why should we, you know, have problem understanding things? When we have the one who reminds people of all truth in us, the church of God. Let me help you know this. You might have been seeking for several things. I want to show you this morning that what you are seeking for is not really what you'll be seeking for. You, many of us seek for crumbs of the bread that falls from the table. But God has invited to sit down with him and die with him on his table. Your desire must change in this morning. It must change from this time. When the lady came to an eye vigil to come and share testimony, it was alarming. I have several testimonies I can tell you. Some of the members have had encounters of this. There was a member who was going for a job. And after teaching this for a while too, she started seeking the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit revealed to her interview that she was going for. And she saw everyone who we interview her. She had what they asked, the questions they asked. She described the dress they would wear, and then the answer that she gave. She got to the interview the next day, as she saw on her dream, that was it. That was it. So, the question they asked her, she didn't have have to think because she had known how to answer it. And she she answered them as she saw. And as she saw in her dream, they asked her, where will you come and start? It happened in this church. Do you know something? I think let me talk to you about the fact, the, 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 this part of it. Your word of faith unlocks the mystery and manifestations of God. Where you have the word of faith in your mouth. Tomorrow I'll talk more about that I mean, on, on Tuesday. Prophetic declaration opens the heavens. It causes the supernatural to obey the voice of man. But prophetic utterance reveals the intent of God, which cannot be changed. I would mean now. And every Christian can operate these three. You can. You can. This scripture says, Jesus said, He will not, Holy Spirit will not speak of His own. He will speak only what He hears. And He will tell you what is yet to come. Look at what it says in verse 14. He will bring glory to me. Hallelujah. Not to man. So the Holy Spirit does not use a man to glorify the man. No. No. That is the reason why if anybody can prophesy among you, anybody can see vision among you, anybody can have encounters among you, you haven't done anything spectacular. You have only fallen in line with the norm, the normal. A Christian who cannot see that, you have deviated from the normal. And this kind of conference will call you back. It hasn't got to do with age. I we together. Because when I was a young boy, I saw Jesus at the age of nine. And in this church, we have a child of seven who has seen Christ. And the things that Jesus told him is the evidence that he saw Christ. Because he told him things that would happen and they did happen. 
The Bible said the Holy Spirit will bring glory to God, to Jesus Christ. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. So a Christian can know everything that God has in stock for him. Because the Holy Spirit is supposed to make it known to you. Okay? And then he went for that to say. Verse 15. All that belongs to the Father is mine. Jesus said, all that belongs to the Father is mine. Correct? Let's read that scripture together. All. All that belongs to the Father is mine, Jesus said. Hello. What are you looking for outside God? Tell me. What is it you are looking for in this world, but God doesn't have it? Can you tell me one thing that you are looking for, but God does not have it? I'm talking about a good thing in life. From the day you are conceived to the day you leave this world. Tell me. Point it out to me. Now, if all that you are looking for in life is in the hands of God, Jesus told you point blank, only one being can make it happen for you. His name is the Holy Spirit. Now, you will ask yourself a question. If this is what Jesus said, why is it that Christians don't talk about him? Why is it that you call a meeting about Holy Spirit and only few come? Something is wrong in the heavenlies. The prince of this world, whose name is Lucifer, does not want any man to fulfill God's mandate. By so that he can frustrate you. He wants you to believe in all this, your gymnastics and stuff. Fast, 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 fast. They announced you come by me to this prayer, you didn't come. Come on now. Listen to me. It's like somebody who read, 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 and on examination day he said, I just don't feel like going to school. You have been reading for it. This is your examination day. I'm tired. That is the attitude of many because Satan influenced the heart of man. Deceive boys, deceive girls, deceive mature people so that they can waste your life, man. But you don't have to give him such chance. Not in Christ's tabernacle if you follow me. Holy Spirit, He is the custodian of everything that Jesus has. And everything that is in God's hand, He had given them to the Son. You cannot go to God directly, you get nothing. Anytime, even when God pray to God, and God answer, it is Jesus that is answering. Because the Father had committed everything to the hand of the Son, period. Then you who believe in Him, come on now. You know what the devil does? He makes people waste their life when they are growing until they grow gray hair. When they grow gray hair, he now convinces them that time is gone. You can't make it again. So that they will die miserable death. That will not be your portion. I want to show you something from the scripture. All that belongs to the Father is mine, Jesus said it. So nobody can get anything from God except through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes? No wonder when we talk about prophetic, look at the book of Revelation chapter 1. And let's see what it says in verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's read together. Revelation of Jesus Christ. 
Look at this scripture. That John says that all the Father has is mine. And Revelation says, the revelation of who? Jesus Christ. Which, who gave him? God gave him. All that the Father has is mine. The Father will not jump the Son to deal with any human being under heaven. And that's the reason why there is no religion to God. Anybody who is not a Christian is an idol worshiper. I say that, television catch me. I say that anybody who is not a Christian is an idol worshiper. You may not believe it, but that's a fact. You may not believe in center of gravity. You only need to go to a tower and jump. Then you will know that force of gravity exists. If you live to tell the story. Jesus is the only way. He's not a way. He is God himself revealed in flesh that mortal men can be restored back to him. So all that the Father has, He has entrusted in the hands of the Son. You cannot get anything from God through any name, through any religion, except through Christ. Because if Jesus does not give it, you can get it. However, let me show you something. Revelation is owned by Jesus. But God committed it to His hand. As Jesus has said, all the Father has is mine. To show His servant what must soon take place. He said the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what is yet to come. Hello? Is the Bible proving himself? Come on now. If you, if you look at intellectual way of establishing the truth. Or fast. This is just the procedure. You will never see Jesus say something and then somewhere in the Bible he contradicts himself. It's not possible. Because the truth is always the truth. No matter how much you say it or how, whichever way you say it. It's the truth. Jesus said. God gave it to Jesus Christ to show his servants, and I love the word, plural servants. Did you get it now? Which include you and I. God sent Jesus to show revelations to you too. Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what is yet to come. You are not supposed to live a frustrated life. When they say to me that somebody is born again and he is depressed, I can't understand it. It's like saying to me that somebody is tall, but he's short. Cognizance? Oh, somebody is very fair in complexion, but he's dark. Somebody is a man, but he's a woman. I mean, those things are, they're just silly things. They are not, they are not, they are not compatible in reasoning. In common reasoning, common sense does not, does not, you know, enhance that. It says here that God gave it to Jesus to show his servants, every Christian, what must soon take place. He made it known by sending word. His angels to his servant John. Which means that every message that God gave Jesus, when Jesus will send it, he will speak through the Holy Spirit and an angel is assigned to the word of the Holy Spirit. Come on. You know something? I'm happy to know what you have. I live by it. <laughs> I live by it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wonder how many of you have been asking God about October 31st, what will happen to England. You didn't know because you are not asking. I have known. I have asked. Throughout last week, I had encounters every two nights. I think I mentioned it sometime this week among you. I spoke a lot detail about it in Liz yesterday. But you know something? Why should Apostle Williams be having encounters? Why should Apostle Williams be telling you by the Holy Spirit what will happen? Because I just know who the Holy Spirit is. And I seek him. That's all. Look, why is this? Why do you have the degrees you have today? 
Why didn't you have another degree? Those of you who are doctors, why didn't you have an engineering degree? Because you set your heart to medicine. You set your heart to engineering. You set your heart to accountancy. That's what you got. Anything you set your heart to know is what you get in this planet. Are you with me now? So, if you set your heart to know God, you know Him. You set your heart to know this Spirit, you know Him. You set your heart to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be filled. Don't tell me that is anybody's, uh, it, it is a particular grace. It is not. Because it is to show His servants. His servants. Everybody who is servants of God. You who serve God. Listen to me. It is good for you to come to church, but it is not good enough. You may be in the church, but church must be in you. Therefore, let me end up by just introducing you to the three things that are needed to release destiny. We understand from this scripture I've read to you that you and I should question ourselves, why should something catch us unawares when we have the revelator of the truth in us or we have the revelator of the future in us? Why should we become someone else? Look, after this meeting, I want to give every one of us assignments. I want to look at your life and look at mysteries that has happened to you. All right? Are we together? Anything that happened to you that should not be. Something happened in your house, in your family, but it is not part of what God promised. Something happened in your body, in your personal life, and it's not what God promised. Now, begin to ask Holy Spirit, this week, I want to know why. This week, not next week. Because hold the Holy Spirit by this scripture, uh, John chapter 12 from, uh, chapter 16 from 12 to 16. Hold him by and say that, I believe that you are the spirit of truth. What is the truth about this thing happening in my life or in my family? I want to know. How long will this be? I want to know. Rather than you look at situation and say that, well, it is God who brought it. Come on now. Of all the good things God has, his bad one he will give you. He cannot be your God. He cannot be your God. He has promised good things for us. Let me say something to you. If you, may, if, you, if you fail examination, it's not a problem. But it will be a problem for you not to identify why you failed. Because if you don't identify why you failed, you do the exam again, you will fail more. Come on now. This world is a battlefield. You have to buy it to live in it. You have to fight and win in it. You cannot continue to sit on the fence and allow the devil to laugh at you day and night continuously and people asking you, where is your God? When your God is what he is. Listen to me. No more play games with the Holy Spirit. Seek him when he can be found. I told them in Liz yesterday, there are many Christians, uh, I love God, I love God. The call prayer meeting, you don't come. Come on now. Come on. They call Bible study, you don't come. You have the way you do your own things. Uh-huh. And then the day come, you, after some time, you have an issue, and you say, Father, help me, Father, help me. Father is saying that you didn't help me when I needed your help. How can you reap from where you did not sow? Because the Bible says, God said, To the wayward, I shall be wayward. When God sees you on the road and you are walking like this, God will change his style too. He will walk like you walk. So that he will pass by you who know it. Because he says, To the wayward, I shall be wayward. We know God cannot be wayward. But what God is saying is this. If you are not serious with me, you will never get my attention. 
Christians should know that. Don't be serious with your studies and come up with distinction. Show me. Show me a student that is not serious and he was celebrated. I'm going to celebrate some student today. They paid the price. Someone say God is merciful. Yes. That is the reason why you two should be merciful on God. When you call for prayer, you must be there. When you call for Bible study, you must be there. You cannot be in a church where people are going out, having night vigil, they had combined vigil just a few weeks ago when we were in India. Where were you? Where were you? If you are not there, then which God are you serving? Not the God of Christ, the tabernacle. Sorry. Because when he came to meet his people, he was looking for you among them, and you were not there for him. And when you call on him to no wonder, it takes him a long time to answer. That must change your life. Hello? I hate people who claim to be professional, and when we interview them on their profession, they are mumbling, M, 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 M. I don't like them. I love people who, if they tell me they are professional, I ask them questions in their profession and they open up to the place where you can understand. Then I celebrate them. So also, heaven does not like people who say, I am, you are my Lord, you are my Lord, but you are the one who lord over yourself. You lord over your time, you lord over your thinking. When issues happen, you run to, the, to, to man first before running to God. Listen to me. God will work for you if you work for Him. He will work with you when you work with Him. Let me help you know something. You remember the uh, youth convention here? Yes? The youth convention here. A child, not a child, one of the choristers collapsed there. Yes? How many of you recognize that? You knew that somebody collapsed during that Sunday. Uh, it's good that some of you did not. You thought that he was slain by the anointing, isn't it? He collapsed there. You know why I want to say this to you? Some of you are saying that, but I pray to God, but God doesn't answer me. Why should he answer you? He cannot answer you when you are not mindful of him. He can't. He wants to, but he can't. Because he had decreed his laws. When that boy was there, I was up there with, um, you know, preparing for the meeting, and the deacon came to me and said to me that, oh, somebody just collapsed among the choir. So I said, take the oil, go and anoint him. While he was going, the Holy Spirit said to me, the child of the widow died. And Elijah said, take my staff and go raise him. He said, but the staff could not. But Elijah went and life came. And I said, Lord, I understand. This is not the business of oil. I must be there. So I told people talking with me, you know, the leaders who are discussing, I said, please excuse me. Let me go and look at what's happening. That couple of minutes now I've gone. All the doctors surrounded the boy here. Okay? Because they, they wanted to make sure that he doesn't, one, he doesn't cause um, distraction. Two, that as medical doctors, what their duty is. They do it. That's the medical team. When I came in here, they were surrounding the boy here. The boy was on the floor like that. And those of them who is trying to call ambulance, we are calling ambulance. I said to the lead doctor, what is the problem? He said, the boy collapsed. Okay, excuse me for a while. All right? As a person in law, I understand the attributes or the compliments of 
medical negligence. And I understand also that the medical doctors who are here are restricted by the law of their ethics. Okay? And medical practice does not want to hear spiritual. Okay? What I want to hear is that, did you follow the books? But for me, I am not guarded by such laws. Okay? So, if we can combine our forces together, that's something we give way. I came in, for me, as a minister of God, and as a child of the living God. Call life into him. Oh, I knelt down before the, beside the boy. His eyes were totally gone. I didn't want to ask the doctor what they found out. Because what they found out cannot help me. What can help me is the written word. Okay? So I put my mouth in the ears of the boy and said, Rise up! The first time nothing moved. If there was life in him, and you scream into his ear, his body should respond reflex action. Second time I said, Rise up! Nothing moved. Some people will say that, Oh, Satan attacked somebody. I don't care. What I care is what I can give. Not what the enemy had given. The third time I said, Rise up! And the boy opened his eyes. He said, Get up! And I picked him up. And the doctors carried him into that room there. Okay? When they carried him into the room, they laid him on the, ground, on the, on the, on the sofa. He closed his eyes again. And one of the doctors was talking to the ambulance. And the ambulance said that, is his eyes open? But his eyes was not. I said, open your eyes. I said, tell the ambulance his eyes open. He opened his eyes. The ambulance said that, is he speaking? I said, say after me, thank you, Jesus. And he responded. He now opened his eyes wide. He now was saying, I tell you. I said, tell the ambulance he is saying, he's speaking. Because if the ambulance was told, he did not open his eyes and he's not speaking. It's a different application in treatment. How do you get that? What gives a man courage to say to a body that has no life? Stand up if no relationship with the father and the son. Why did I not come there and be panicking when the experts are there and they are helpless? Listen to me. What prompted a man after a woman rose up in the nation and oppressed the whole nation killing ministers? Like this situation in Nigeria that they are killing Christians and they call them various labels of names. Why, why, why will, it, why will a, a man under such circumstances wake up one day and say that there shall be no dew or rain in this country anymore because of your insanity except by my word. Relationship with God. When you have relationship with the Holy Spirit, when you speak the word of faith, you are not in the position to doubt it. It is not possible to doubt it because you are in the Holy Spirit. I will get there now. When I was in university, I told you how Jesus Christ has revealed to me when I was a young, young, young man. A question paper. I can understand that someone can have such a treasure and yet don't, don't cherish it. He's the one who cannot make you shame. He is the one who knows the way. Not you. And everything about him is true. Listen to me. In closing this morning. 
I will say this to you. Jesus ended up by saying, after he had died and resurrected, in chapter 1 of Acts, verse 8. Let me read from verse 6. Verse 6, please. He says, so when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? You are living now with one power. We want to be politicians who will rule. We want to be free from Roman government. Will you now do that? Because they thought that Jesus came to liberate them from the oppression of the Roman government. Hello? You know what Jesus said to them? He said to them, it is not yours. It is not for you to know the times and seasons or dates. The Father has set by his own authority. I think that is what we call in law a dictum. That is a statement that is applicable to all circumstances. You are not to worry about timing for God to do what he promised. Your worry is to be in relationship until the time of promise. To truly love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Let me help you know this. Someone says that, I've been seeking God all this time, I've been praying all this time, and this, I've been asking him this, it didn't happen. Can you imagine that if you have been praying and it did not happen, how worse would you have been if you didn't pray at all? How worse? Do you not recognize that every prayer you pray is an application? They are piling up before God's throne. You can't say, I'm getting older, I'm getting older. Can you imagine? It's like a, a child of three telling his father that I'm getting older. That is even too far. It is like a child that you just gave birth to. You push the child out in the uh, labor ward. And when you get home, the child is saying that I'm getting older. How many hours has he spent on earth? So it's your age and my age to the ancient of days. It is not yours to worry, but it is yours to have faith and to keep it in fellowship. I would gather now. It says, it is not yours to worry. But verse 8 says, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do you want the power? I cannot hear you. It says, you will receive power. Which means, anybody that the Holy Spirit does not come upon cannot receive power. Tomorrow I will talk to you about prophetic, when I talk about faith, prophetic utterance on, on Tuesday. I'll teach on Tuesday. Tomorrow is prayer. When I talk to you about operating in faith, okay, prophetic declaration to provoke prophetic utterance. Every one of you can prophesy by God. That is, that is, that is speaking mystery. Like I said to you two years ago, when we were having watch night service into the new year, I said, after God said many things that would happen in the, in the year and the year and the year, and the year I, said, I saw a month, a date of a month, which is 22nd, but I could not see the month, and I saw Britain like a sheep without a shepherd. Oh, when I said it, some people might be thinking, what's going on here? Well, everything God has said that now, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen in this region of the world, this will happen and that, but oh, there's a date. He showed a date. He didn't show them on. But what we happened on that date was that Britain, United Kingdom was like a sheep without a shepherd. <clears throat> Beginning of this year, go and check it on the first, second thought. And the Lord said, in this year 2000, that last year too, I remember God said, an, an opposition will arise against your Prime Minister on the, on the, in September and in October last year. 
Alright? But it says that your, mini- your prime minister, if she scaled through September, they will not be able to remove her. And on the 1st of September, it was announced on television that they are moving a vote of no confidence. On the 1st, as God said. Okay? By October, it became very intensive. And when it became very intensive, then the, the, the head of the opposition now moved the no confidence. I told you, when the Holy Spirit said to me that, you see that man, that the sword with which he stabbed her shall be used against him. Ah. Prophecy don't have its roots in the mental of man. When you prophesy, you don't have apology. Let me say something to you. If you look at when they now wanted to do the vote of no confidence, in that morning, the Holy Spirit said to me that your prime minister will not be removed. She's going to win by 210. And I took my email and sent to her. My builder was there when I told him, her, uh, him, when I was telling him that, did you hear what the Holy Spirit said now? Because my builder don't know, he's not born again, and he doesn't even know about Holy Spirit. I have to tell him what salvation is and Holy Spirit is. And then in the afternoon, when the vote was exactly what the Holy Spirit said, he is the first to call me and say, you got it right. I said, no. Holy Spirit told me. He said, yes, Holy Spirit got it right. <laughs> he got it right. Hallelujah, somebody. Okay. But then the Lord said, they will not get rid of you now, but you are still going to leave. Because he has said, a 22nd of a month, and this year he said, watch the month of May. 22nd of May, Theresa May was removed. That was the decision. Was made on the 22nd of May. Now somebody is saying that, but, 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 Apostle, are you having this? Come on now, come on now. You want to know? Don't miss this week. Don't miss this week. You know, if somebody has swum across the ocean, he can show you the path that you can follow to swim it. Because not every part of the ocean is swimmable. I would gather now. It is easy to operate in the Holy Spirit. Very easy. The easiest thing for mortal man is for the Holy Spirit to use you. But when we come in, during the week I'll be talking about how you operate in prophetic, how you operate in uh, 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 both declaration and, uh, and uh, utterances. I will talk about the chambers of vision and revelation. and Those things are easy, easy, easier than your education that you went to do degree. And you didn't, you, you, some of you read until your trousers fell down from your bombs. And some of you who are women, you study, 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 study until your clothes, you know, became baggy. Because you have reduced so much, isn't it? Many nights bomb candles and then, you know, on the examination day, panicking whether you pass or not. Praying to God that let God, let everything I read come out. It happened to you before. Why are you looking at me like that? Did you not pray and say, God, let everything I read, let it come out. You commanded God to make sure that the exam that have been written already... You know, when we are praying to God that we've forgotten that the exam already have been written, the, the, the questions have been written already, then we are praying God to change that question to what we have read. Hallelujah. Somebody. And we have faith that God will hear it, isn't it? And we have faith. And you know how God answers it? Because God will not change what is written. He will only change what we are studying so that He will now lead us to read some things that will come out. And when we get to the exam, we say, I prayed and that is what came out. Yeah, it's Holy Spirit who answered your prayer. He only made you read. <laughs> 
<laughs> those things that will come out. Amen. And then you get there and say, thank you, Jesus. And I, yeah, you promised God I will serve you all my life. Hallelujah. And last, last night, VG, you were not there. Amen. <laughs> Say, oh Lord, I'm sorry. Then he had your sorry already. Eh? <laughs> but the next one coming, make sure you are there. That's what he's saying to you. Amen. Amen. How many times have we tell God I'm sorry? And God is okay, all right, no problem. Because he's very kind, God, isn't it? But you know something? He prepared a table before me. Come to the table of the Lord. Stand upon your feet and let's pray. I want you to pray to God and tell the Lord, grant me the faith and the strength to serve you with all my heart. You know, the man in the book of Mark 9, he said, when, Jesus, when he said to Jesus, if you can't do something, Jesus said, everything is for those who believe. He said, please help my unbelief. You will pray and will agree. Father, help our unbelief. Lift up your voice and begin to ask God. Help my unbelief, Lord Jesus. Help me to serve you with all my heart, Lord Jesus. The Bible says how lovely and great it is when brothers come together in unity. Tell the Lord, help me to serve you with all my heart. Help me to love you with all my soul. Father, I pray thee. Oh, Lord. Tell the Lord, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You know what you say is what God will hear. When you say it from your heart, let your heart cry to God. God is looking for worshippers. Those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Tell the Lord, help me Lord. Holy Spirit of God, help me. Tell the Holy Spirit to help you. Grant me the grace, O God, to seek you. Many of us are seeking for gifts, but we are ignoring the giver. Tell the Lord, turn my heart towards you that I may seek you with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my might. O sovereign Lord, Rabboboski Parabondo Sadai. Lord, I pray thee. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I don't like that, amen. Amen. Lord, there are two things working against us. And the two, we met them on the earth. When you send the soul of a man, it enters into the futures of a woman. It grows with a body inherited on the earth. Because the body came from the ground, it's always pulling our soul to the ground. 
For whatever you created that has life, live forever. The body has no life. It is just a garment. And because he came from the dust of the earth, he is familiar with worldliness. And then the soul sent by God begins to war against this new body. But because we are encased in it, we become trapped in it. The second that we quarrel and we fight with or battle with is the spirit of Satan. As in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, it calls him the prince of the air, which is now at work in those who are disobedient. So our flesh that came from the earth unites with demons of hell and Satan to hinder our soul from reaching to his maker. Therefore, as man cannot help himself, you gave the Holy Spirit. So that it will breach the communication through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So that we can penetrate through the realm of the Spirit and enter to the realm of God. And know and understand what the Father has prepared for us through Christ. Lord, every barrier that stands against the lives of your people, I command them today to be removed in the name of Jesus. Our body is quick to things that will kill it. Habits that will destroy it. But the discipline that will purify it, he hates. The discipline that will prosper it, he struggles with. Father, I ask today, let strength come from above for us in the name of Jesus. Every soul be strengthened under my voice in the name of Jesus. Receive power of the Spirit. Receive power by the Holy Ghost. Receive power of the Spirit. Break loose from the shackles of your flesh. In the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Ability to enjoy the privileges of the Holy Ghost. The mindset that can enter into the privileges of the Holy Ghost. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for CFT Global. Receive in the name of Jesus. Hey Lord. The oil poured on the head flows to the collar. My king and my God, no member of this church will be a spectator. Yeah. Moses says, I wish all men are prophets, and that God will put his spirit upon all men. I said today, Lord, your spirit that you put upon me, that open my eyes to see distant future, your spirit you put upon me that enable my heart to have faith that does not doubt. To overcome the fear of flesh and the fear of Satan and hell. Let it come upon your people, O Father, in the Jesus. The unction of heaven that God sent upon me. That have taken me to heaven several times. That give me the privileges of encounters of the holy angels of God. Re- receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In sin, you shall see. In understanding, you shall understand. In power, you shall receive insight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hey!
will not be able to pull you back. Flesh will not be able to pull you back. You will triumph over the enemies. Anybody under my voice that is suffering from affliction, I cause the affliction to be removed. Yea, Lord, by the power of the Spirit that is holy in you. It says the Word of God is fire in the book of Jeremiah and hammer. Every word I have spoken, let it burn every tentacles of Satan. Let it burn to ashes every bondage of the hell. The word has spoken by God. Let it become a big hammer. Everything the devil has established, let it break down to pieces. That the people of God may enjoy to the fullest the providence of heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, Father, because it is done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name, somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Why don't you turn to two people around you and congratulate them in the name of Jesus?